0: this is rachel my
1: beard was scratching against the pop filter i'm so sorry my beard was scratching against the pop filter can we
0: get can we get somebody else in here i've uh i've decided to replace you
1: oh no because of my scratchy beard and how it's always rubbing against the pop filter and making unseemly scratchy noises exactly that reason listen i was trying to show off my incredible beard
0: incredible beard hi 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 this is rachel mcelroy
1: hello this is griffin mcelroy and this is wonderful and this is will show where oh dang it it's doing it again this big lustrous freaking beard i'm so sorry everybody this is embarrassing it never happens Tell everyone about the beard. It's pretty pretty remarkable, isn't it? I don't know why I've chosen <laughs> to highlight it. Um, the beard is
0: not something I had really noticed until immediately after you said that there was a beard. So that's about where we're at, I think.
1: Wow. Wow. Maybe we should bring someone else in. We <laughs> should bring in Henry. He could take my spot because you would never disrespect him. In he doesn't have a beard. I that mean, is true. One pro. Yeah, he would make a lot of other, I would say, unprofessional noises yeah. though, that you would have to contend with. And then he's,
0: be, he's entering his poop
1: period. He's really exploring his poop phase mm-hmm. right now. In um, that it
0: is the funniest word he knows. And so he true. inserts it as if it is a joke by itself.
1: Yeah. And he likes to just sort of like, I'll say like, I I, I love you, son. And he, he will look back up at me and say, I love you, poop and then and that's pretty good I mean, like pretty i know good. that's not the medium in which you find comedy most of the time but it's-
0: somehow he got the impression that being funny is a very valued quality in this house don't
1: get it i don't understand i don't
0: know how it happened
1: uh there's a wonderful show where we talk about things that we are uh into things that are good things we're excited about you got any of uh, those small wonders why don't you go first <laughs> Uh, yeah, my first, uh, my, my small wonder is a bit of a heavy one, but we just watched, uh, 13th, which is on Netflix right now, which is, uh, a documentary all about, uh, systemic racism specifically in, uh, with, with regards to, uh, the, the for-profit prison system in the country. It is, uh, an extremely challenging film to watch um but i think right now it's a very necessary one and it is uh it's I-
0: done really beautifully in that it it kind of helps you stay rooted in the time period as you're watching it. And so you, you really see the progression and how it happens and what the, the factors are in it happening.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's even if you are like the type of person that is like fully cognizant of the fact that systemic racism exists, it is a sort of like staggering look at how it has, um, metastasized and like changed form sort of maliciously to survive, uh, uh, and it is uh, yeah, it's it's very difficult to watch. But I think that um, if if you are trying to, you know, stay educated while, uh, you know, seeing all of these uh, remarkable protests against police violence and uh, violence against black communities like it is a it is a really uh, it's a really remarkable film. Uh, so, yeah, I would I would encourage you to watch that if you are, are looking for uh, more educational resources. And I realize now I have set you up to fail. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you bring something like hot, like Nathan's hot dogs.
0: Uh, I was actually going to reference, and this is not uh, a paid advertisement. There is, I imagine, one of these in most areas. Oh boy, we have kind of like a CSA box system. Um, ours is called Farmhouse Delivery. Oh yeah. Um, I think CSA well, I th- is the right way to refer to it. A lot of people get like a, a local produce box delivered to their house. Right. This is kind of similar to that, except it's it's all sorts of local Texas goods. True. So, so I can get like a salsa, I can get like a frozen pizza. It's all like local companies that have decided to distribute their goods this way and so every week we get one and it is the best
1: it is really good uh especially since you know uh going to the grocery store is not an appealing idea right Mm -hmm. now uh and so getting like You know, stuff that people made and stuff that people are, like, really – like, products they are enthusiastic about and passionate about is, like, very, very Yeah, and it's uh, helped us kind
0: of try things that we wouldn't have otherwise tried. It's kind of like when you go to a grocery store and they have only, like, two options for a particular food. And so you you end up kind of dipping into stuff that you wouldn't normally eat.
1: There are carrots in this box that would – Oh, these carrots! B- b- curl your toes. These carrots would. Oh, these carrots! Because of the flavor of them, not because they grew in a particularly like phallic shape or anything like that. <laughs> that's probably not where. That's probably there are probably I would say six percent of our audience that went there with it. But I wanted to gently nudge them back towards <laughs> towards the light of the Lord um i go first this week great i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna change the order of mine uh because one of the things that i want to talk about is inspired by a a product that we receive in this uh remarkable little farmhouse box uh it is the humble oatmeal cream pie this is the sandwich with oatmeal cookies on either side of it and cream right the hell there in the middle this
0: is dangerous isn't it why just because it's so like it's so bad you know
1: what
0: <laughs> what well just like it's it's not necessarily a healthy or nutritious food it's got
1: oatmeal in it are you kidding me <laughs> oh no, there you go <laughs> it's got oatmeal in it there are way worse things that i'm you just can saying eat.
0: at one point you specifically suggested that maybe i stop buying these because
1: they oh, uh, we so were bad.
0: compulsively eating them
1: That is (laughs) true. It is, yeah, they are sort of undeniable. Mm -hmm. Um, They are extremely powerful. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about my relationship with Lil Debbie. Oh,
0: please, please. Uh,
1: When I was a youngster, you know, I was the the third child. uh, And we were of sort of an age range that we were like all in school. And we had two, you know, parents working full-time jobs. And so, like, uh, I want to say around, like, fourth or fifth grade, I started to pack my own lunch uh, in the mornings because that's, you know, that's a lot of boys to prep uh, in the morning time. So my lunch, this was a critical mistake for my parents giving me this level of freedom. Um, I'm not proud of my lunch that I had for a great uh, deal of my youth, but it contained the following. It would have uh, a Ziploc bag of chips, usually uh not a very big bag like a small a small bag of chips usually snyder's chips uh uh, i don't know if that's a brand that exists outside of west virginia but uh just regular old potato chips i would have a can of sam's club off-brand soda so like dr lightning doctor you're shaking your head already
0: oh i'm just dismayed continue
1: uh, sometimes I would have a sandwich in there. Sometimes I would put a sandwich in there. The sandwich was either peanut butter and honey or pepperoni and mustard.
0: Oh, uh, Griffin.
1: This was yeah, this was the heat I had and then it would also have a little Debbie in there. Is uh,
0: pepperoni and mustard a thing that people have eaten?
1: I mean, if you think about like a there's a lot of Italian sandwiches that are okay. you know, those those types of meats okay. uh with a with a with a mustard or something on top. Usually there's, you know, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not just pepperoni <laughs> mustard. God, I loved pepperoni growing up. I would make little pepperoni rolls in the microwave myself, which is basically just I would put pepperoni in bread and just <laughs> fucking wad it up. <laughs> uh, now, what did I fuck with, right? What kind of little Debbies did I bring to the table? You're probably thinking oatmeal cream pies, right? Since yeah. that's the subject of it. Yeah. No. I did not like an oatmeal cream pie growing up. I did not respect the oatmeal cream pie. And in fact, they ranked pretty low on the tier wow. list for me. Uh, it is only since I have grown to older and my palate is more refined <laughs> that I really appreciate an oatmeal cream pie. It's too complex a taste for you as a child. It wasn't complex. It wasn't complex enough is is, is the, the honest truth. It wasn't, if I'm being frank, chocolatey enough. Um, and then while I was putting the notes together for this segment, I went off on a huge tangent here. And I did provide a definitive ranking of Little Debbie snack uh, archetypes. Uh, from the perspective of like Elementary school Griffin Because uh, this list has changed now But obviously in the top slot You have the brownie family The cosmic brownies The zebra oh, brownies
0: Oh see I was going to say the, the nutty buddy Uh,
1: The nutty buddy Is
0: that not little Debbie? N-
1: nutty buddy ranks in At number eight for me Whoa Griff Yeah n- the nutty buddy Like peanut butter crunch bars sort I of. disagree Okay well let me keep going Number two we have the cake family Zebra cakes Fancy cakes etc I loved a fancy cake uh then you have the cupcakes like the chocolate just like uh one with the swirl on the top or cosmic cupcakes not as good as cosmic brownies uh number four fudge rounds Ooh, fudge rounds though can you can you at least get on the fudge round train with me it's like a chocolate oatmeal cream pie so it was like in my i don't mind, know better. that i've
0: ever had one continue oh
1: my god uh number five star crunch
0: yeah start star what um this may not shock you to hear that oh, my family yeah. did not purchase these items.
1: Well, they thought you were allergic to chocolate that is based true. on nothing for pretty much well, your entire life. Well, based on life. a
0: doctor actually suggesting that that was the case.
1: Right. Uh, number six, honey buns. Ooh. I still go crazy for a honey bun. Number seven, I don't know why this ranks so low. It should be much higher, but pecan spin wheels, I would unroll those things. I have had those. I would eat that like a fucking pecan fruit by the foot. Yes, yes, yes. Those were good as hell. Eight, of course, Nanny Buddy uh, peanut butter crunch bars. Uh, Number nine, caramel cookie bars. Hey, nice try, Little Debbie. This is just a flat Twix this oh. is just a broad Twix. So and the number ten Oatmeal Cream Pies would, would just wow. barely make the list. But now like I would flip that whole thing, I think, on its ear. Yeah. I think a cosmic brownie would put me into like a coma at this point. <laughs> Um, I don't think I would enjoy that experience. Did you,
0: I want you to think back to this time period where you were making your own lunch. Did you notice some kind of, uh, lethargy that showed up in your afternoon times, maybe after lunch?
1: Um, Um, I mean, it was so, I mean, you drink a, um, what was it called? Like a, uh, mountain lightning and you eat a cosmic Uh. brownie and eat a peanut butter and honey sandwich. That's going to provide you enough energy to get you from... (laughs) You know, uh, eleven thirty, where you eat the lunch to about three fifteen I PM. I
0: Can't imagine.
1: And then I would get home and just sort of like, just sort of fade fade out.
0: Do you know where your brothers doing the same the same thing? Did you ever
1: happen? I look don't know over? what my brothers were eating. Mm. I do not know. Uh, anyway, then Jamie Oliver came to West Virginia <laughs> and fixed. <laughs> Fixed it. (laughs) Fixed us all. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, So, uh, the oatmeal cream pie was the uh, original Little Debbie snack. Uh, In 1935, O.D. McKee, who was the founder of the company, uh, had this bad recipe for hard-ass oatmeal cookies that nobody liked. And so, he started to figure out, like, hey, can I make these bad boys softer? And then he did. And then I guess he was, like, struck by lightning or visited by an angel or something. Because then he had the idea to put cream in between these beautiful soft bastards and the oatmeal cream pie was born and they would sell them for a nickel a piece and the rest was history a nickel a piece can you oh, imagine those were the days those were the days when you could just get a 5 <laughs> cent oatmeal cream pie um and yeah i mean they're i mean they are not the healthiest food they do give you i wrote down 4% of your daily iron <laughs> and 1% of your daily potassium so um, and then I guess the the reason that this is obviously coming up is because we have gotten them in this farmhouse box and they're incredible. But I also have just like recently come to the realization that you can just make these. They're literally just two oatmeal cookies with yeah. some buttercream between them. Yeah. You can just make them. We could do that. We could do that. Uh-huh. And I think that that's an exciting idea. Um, yeah, I I have on the notes here that we get them in this incredible box and um they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I love oatmeal cream pies and they are like the dessert that I'm most enthusiastic about right now. And I would I would ask you to respect that. <laughs> What's your first thing?
0: Okay, my first thing is is kind of a surprise to me. Oh boy. Uh I think I like celebrity fragrances.
1: You, d- the concept or the scent well oh no i
0: have a tester here for you
1: oh no wait are you gonna wh- why do you have a celebrity fragrance
0: uh i was doing a little research on celebrity fragrances
1: and i became very intrigued okay tra- you you know that my brother travis is like obsessed with the concept of celebrity fragrances right i didn't know that has he is talked like an about this? acolyte of
0: is this one of his games
1: no this is not one of his games he has many games i'm, I'm sure it will show up eventually so you want me to smell this and i just tell want you, you to smell it and then you want me to tell you what celebrity it is
0: Oh, I mean, you can do that. I just want you to smell it and see that it is, in fact, not a bad smell.
1: How should I? Dis- just stick
0: dis- your nose. Don't don't spritz it. Oh, it's kind of nice, right? What do you think?
1: I'm getting a <laughs> I'm getting a Kelly Clarkson. No, not
0: no, at all. no, no, not at all.
1: Is this a Just <laughs> Taraji P. Henson? No, no. Who is that? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, that wasn't going to be my next guess. Uh, Why do you have SJP's smell, babe?
0: Well, okay, so here's the thing. So I was researching. I, I guess, like Travis, found it very intriguing. And I was reading about it. And I decided I would just invest in a celebrity fragrance just to see what all the fuss was about. Uh, and I I read the notes. Yeah. You know how they give you the notes? Uh, I tend to like a patchouli smell. And oh. I, I know, I know what that says about me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so I saw that was listed as one of the notes, and then I, I purchased it, and here we are.
1: I'm excited to learn more. I have to ask, are you mostly just fascinated with the concept of a person being forced to identify their smell?
0: A little bit. Just the process is kind of fascinating to me.
1: Can I ask you, and I know you've just identified patchouli notes, and maybe we should save this for the end of your segment but what the rachel scent is the scent of a rachel
0: oh gosh i mean i would have to know i i like something that is more citrusy i also looked at a jennifer anison fragrance
1: um
0: she does a lot of beachy options see
1: i was weirdly you are not like a beach bum but from you yeah. i am getting a sort of outdoor scent like when you come inside yeah. from uh, not like sweat or stink or musk or anything like that but just <laughs> uh-huh. like the scent of outdoors yeah. with like a little bit of I'm getting like a grapefruit exactly
0: off of you yeah I like a citrus I have a, a body wash right now that is grapefruit
1: oh I, that's cheating because I have uh, used it in a pinch it's nice <laughs> it's, it's nice. good stuff <laughs> yeah uh,
0: so I um I did a little research. There's a company called Cody that does a lot of the C-O-T-Y because they kind of give you a process as a celebrity to easily create a fragrance. Uh, Celebrities that have used Cody include David Beckham, Halle Berry, Beyonce, Faith Hill, Lady Gaga, J-Lo, Madonna, Tim McGraw, Kylie Minogue, Rihanna, Gwen Stefani. Okay, All Um, of
1: those people? Like, I, I was have waiting. to used this one company. I was waiting for the outlier there where I'd be like, they have a scent, but all of those people Tim I was Tim like,
0: McGraw? That one surprised me a little.
1: Yeah, bud. Yeah, <laughs> bud. Tim McGraw for sure has a scent.
0: <laughs> um, fragrances actually started. I was looking. There is a whole Wikipedia page that lists out celebrity fragrances. It is not comprehensive, um, but it gives you kind of a good idea of when it all started, which was in the 80s with Cher and Michael Jackson.
1: Okay. They were the first two to have their own sense?
0: Um, I mean, I can't say that confidently, but uh, that was what my research indicated. I could see
1: Cher being at the vanguard
0: of that. And then in the '90s, Michael Jordan. Do you remember yes, this? Michael Jordan cologne. Of course, I do. Clone? Of course
1: mm-hmm. I do. Every every yes, everybody. I feel like knew about that. Also, and,
0: uh, White Diamonds by Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah,
1: but that was just because of the fucking commercials that were just nonstop.
0: <laughs> it came out in 1991. It has grossed close to two billion
1: dollars. I feel like I can see that commercial in my mind, and when I do think about that commercial in my mind, it's like kind of. And I apologize to everybody, but like. It's, like, overwhelmingly erotic. Like, the commercial well, was, like, laying very, it on thick. It's very
0: gauzy uh, in that there there is a lot of, like, drapery There's a lot that of, she walks through. It's
1: sort of boudoir-y, <laughs> yes, yes, memory exactly. serves. And I don't know if I'm sort of, um, you know, uh, sort of emphasizing that because of the era that it came out in, and my age, and sort of my relationship oh, yeah. with puberty. <laughs> necessarily.
0: Yeah, this was as close as you could get to something that was boudoir-y in yeah, the time, I yes. imagine. Uh so here's the thing that I also am kind of fascinated by is that it's not unusual for a celebrity to make multiple fragrances. Mm. Uh apparently, and I saw this on multiple sites, Jennifer Lopez has twenty five fragrances. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> Paris Hilton, twenty six, Britney Spears, twenty seven. Wow. I know.
1: That's, That's incredible. So many- uh uh, okay, at a certain point though, that it stops being like okay. If I catch a whiff of you wearing the Sarah Jessica Parker scent, yeah. I'm going to think like that's what Sarah Jessica Parker thinks she smells like, or would like people to think <laughs> that she smells like. When you put out 27 fragrances, like what are you saying? Are you saying like this is Britney on? uh you know a warm day on the boardwalk this is brittany uh in the in the ski ski lodge you know mm. what i mean like are these are these different shades of brittany or is brittany just saying hey here's a good stink that i think you would like
0: well so and i was reading a little bit about how this process works i couldn't find like a great reliable source but what i did find was a suggestion that uh the Perfume company like Cody might approach the celebrity or the celebrity approaches them and they develop a a brief a creative team will sit down and create a brief which is just kind of instructions to the perfumer on the types of things to like what a hit strange on
1: range little world
0: so uh, it can be a sentence it can be several pages it could also just be a picture or a video of like this is this is who we're designing this for. Now put some ideas together. And then the celebrity just has to show up, smell a few things, and say, I like that one.
1: Pretty cool gig. (laughs) Good work if you can get it. And
0: then potentially make a billion dollars, which is incredible.
1: I think I would go in like full-blown Villanelle. Like, I want to smell like power.
0: (laughs) Can I tell you something? So I was looking through this website that listed all the different celebrity fragrances. John Hodgman has one called Whale. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? It's so good. I couldn't find any details on it, really.
1: I have to imagine there's a sort of nautical focus there. Apparently
0: came out in 2013. Mm. Uh, it's funny because there's a list of all the celebrities and their occupations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, singer, footballer, actor.
1: What's it what's it Hodgman as?
0: Humorist. Yeah, he's got to be the only. I, I didn't look for sure, but he's got to be the only humorist on the list. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit. The Gene Shepard stink. I, <laughs> I love this one.
0: Um, There have also been some fragrances that were not as successful. Uh, apparently, in 2015, Pitbull released
1: a fragrance called Miami that was not particularly popular. I have popular. to imagine Pitbull has gotten back up on the horse since then, though, right?
0: <laughs> um, You know, I haven't looked. Let me look and see if there's a multiple for him.
1: There's got to be um while you're searching that i'm
0: not seeing one
1: mm, okay well maybe that's a project that i could approach i've been you know i've been looking for a a reason to collaborate with people mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. um in a non-insulting answer what do you think my smell would be and there is a correct answer
0: oh oh Oh, non-insulting non-insulting i'm trying to think i feel like you like a like a woodsy like a woodsy smell
1: um, I do, I do, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy natural scents uh-huh. as a one way of putting it, sure. Uh-huh. Um, but Did you not, have
0: something in mind?
1: It would just be Old Spice Pure Sport.
0: <laughs> oh. You have dipped into the fragrance. We've talked about this on the show. This is
1: true. I'm not going to give them free advertisement, but I was uh I got a Facebook ad for like a solid wax uh cologne that I wear. Like I wear like every day now. I Uh, like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's nice to smell good. I finally get it.
0: I had been kind of uh being lax on my fragrance since I've been at home. Mm. But then I decided. I've been meaning to say. <laughs> Maybe I should get back into I it. I wouldn't
1: say you've been lax on your fragrance. It's just that you don't choose the fragrance you get. Your body just kind of chooses it for you. Uh-huh. you. Like everybody has a fragrance at all times. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, that's true. That's true. um So, I mean, I would just encourage. Uh, everyone to check these out. Bruce Willis has a fragrance that is just called Bruce Willis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he didn't call it Bruno? No. What a missed opportunity. I want to smell like Jazzman Bruno.
0: Oh, for those that are wondering, the Sarah Jessica Parker fragrance is lovely, um, but she also has other ones. No doubt.
1: Yeah, no called, doubt. Called like
0: Stash and Covet.
1: Oh, those are good names.
0: Uh, Nicki Minaj, of course, has several. Rob Lowe has one um it's just it's it's exciting it's exciting to look at to learn about i would recommend
1: it let's play a game okay we'll go back and forth first one to stall loses and i want you to come up with a one-word name for different celebrity colognes. Oh,
0: okay let's do it secrets wait so i have to say the celebrity
1: no just a name a one-word oh. incredible cologne
0: name oh okay blade
1: Blade? Mm-hmm. Whose cologne is Blade? If you Wesley Snipes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wesley Snipes. This is my Blade cologne. <laughs> it's my licensed merchandise from the Blade <laughs> franchise. Um, scandal. Well, Scandalicious. Scandal based on the TV show Scandal.
0: <laughs> um, does it have to be one word? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow, you're pretty certain about this. Um, I'm gonna say spa.
1: Spa is good. Mm-hmm. Spa. It's like spa. oh I like, like that. A, this one's like a ooh. I like that. Spa ooh. is good.
0: Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That makes me want to do conflict.
1: Conflict is <laughs> we're getting a little bit out of violence. Murder. <laughs> How to get away with murder based on the TV show. Hey, can I steal you away? Yes.
0: Thank you for introducing me to everything McElroy, for always listening to my ramblings about grad school stress and gay anxiety, and for being my best friend and wonderful thing every week. I love you, and I hope future you is living your best life, hopefully on island time.
1: Probably... Unless it's a private island situation, <laughs> I mean, there are people living on islands now, yeah, safely, yes, responsibly, yes. and that's good. And people um, that
0: live in proximity to islands, so that they could perhaps take a boat.
1: You could live on island time, also in your own home.
0: That's true. Get one of those signs from Home Goods. <laughs> from
1: wow, that sentence. Get one. Get a sign that get says. Get a
0: sign that says like "Island Time" island. and put it on your wall, and, and you get you that. Are. And you
1: get that from Home Goods
0: yeah that's a store
1: right um i think so and you just you're saying you just sort of be near this sign and it Uh
0: It, uh-huh
1: it's and it's like an order it's like a command (laughs) that
0: you have to follow you know have you ever been in like a vacation rental and they have a lot of
1: have i been inside a a vacation rental with an iconic (laughs) sign on it i don't know have i peepa's room yes (laughs) here's a yahoo or jesus christ babe this week, I'll, I tell you, bud. Oof, really getting away from me. But here's a Jumbotron that is uh, for Kayla from Philippe who says, To my dearest Kayla Bela, happy anniversary. This first year of marriage has been incredible. You make me happier than I ever thought I could be. And I can't wait to continue binging shows, playing with our dog Shelber Belber, and making wok popcorn with my favorite person in the whole world. I love you so much. Babe, this next part, Philippe said, I don't want you to get like, I know you get jealous. I know you get angry when you get jealous. <laughs> Philippe said this. P.S. You got a nice butt. That was Philippe saying that.
0: Now, would I be angry because the suggestion is that maybe you are saying this or the not. fact that somebody else might also have a nice butt? <laughs> and I would <laughs> <laughs> and I would be upset by the
1: competition. Yes, that is possible. <laughs> Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover! We've got a new champion! We're here with matcho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to
0: do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices myself excluded yeah i can't wait to listen neither can i you can find it thursdays on maximum fun oh yeah dig it
1: can i tell you uh, about my second thing
0: please do
1: my second thing is a show that uh anyone can watch uh on well i guess if you have access to netflix uh that show is i think you should leave with tim robinson and i wanted to talk about this it's a comedy sketch show there's 6 episodes of it and it's fucking great and like uh i think like pound for pound i would put it in like the comedy pantheon of uh like nathan for you a uh, just like must see comedy tv it
0: didn't occur to me that everybody wasn't watching this right. until we talked to some of our friends and, and they're like what is this it.
1: so and this is why i wanted to talk about it is like there there is a weird phenomenon and I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here where like when there is a um, a prestige drama like everybody watch like when we were watching Breaking Bad fucking everybody was watching Breaking Bad when I was watching Game of Thrones it was this cultural phenomenon where every single person on the planet watched Game of Thrones right and I don't think this necessarily qualifies for Game of Thrones because I, I don't necessarily think that that was a great show but these like prestige dramas are um like mandatory in a way that i feel like comedies are not like outside of like the 90s nbc sitcom era like these days i feel like when there is a show that is critically widely regarded as like perfectly funny like a nathan for you it doesn't have that like penetration that a prestige drama does.
0: There are a lot of people in comedy right now that talk about how it is, it is difficult to promote a comedy these days uh, just because um, people are not getting their comedy the way they used to. I feel like a lot of people do, sure. you know,
1: and all kinds of other stuff well yeah and I I, you know I guess uh I'm like working this out as I'm talking to you so I'm probably gonna uh bloviate a bit but like comedy is more subjective than drama right like there are the things that you find exciting or um uh emotionally impactful like there is a there is a uh fairly narrow street that you can go down Mm -hmm. to like achieve those things so you watch a Breaking Bad and more people are gonna find it like exciting and emotionally impactful while comedy is like pretty subjective i feel like because i feel like when we when we watched nathan for you and we're like this is the fucking best funniest show ever and then tried to get justin to watch it and the like anxiety (laughs) of it made it an unwatchable (laughs) show for him i guess maybe that's part of it anyway i think you should leave with tim robinson is uh it's incredible it's like probably my favorite sketch comedy thing uh even though it only has six episodes the hit rate on it is like unbelievable Um, I would I would posit that like SNL in its prime didn't have the like hit rate that I think you should. Leave. I think
0: Key and Peele has has a Key pretty and good, Peele is
1: a really I would good for hit sure rate. put Key and Peele up there. Yeah. Um. So Tim Robinson is uh, a, a comedian who has had like a few roles on various comedy things throughout the years. He was a, a featured player for a season on SNL and then got moved to the to a staff writing position. He was the only the second. Uh, SNL cast member to ever make that move from uh, featured player to cast to a staff writer which I thought was interesting Um, the other big thing that he has done that we have been watching lately uh, which is on Comedy Central it had one season back in 2017 I want to say is a show called Detroiters Uh, which he does with another comedian named Sam Richardson that is so fucking good and funny and pure Uh, and if you're looking for another recommendation and you've already watched I think you should leave yeah uh, we just
0: started watching it wow
1: it's good it's uh, the two of them are uh, just sort of down on their luck ad execs of like a small local uh, commercial yeah Tim Robinson's
0: character like inherited his father's company and they're they're trying to like keep it going
1: and they just like make bad local it's a it is a show about Bad local TV commercials, which apparently are also based on a lot of actual Detroit local ads, because they both a lot, grew yeah, up in the that's Detroit the, area. That's what is so
0: charming about it is they both grew up in Detroit, and you can tell they both love Detroit. It's so good, and so it's it's just kind of so charming the way they like pay homage to the city in the show. It's
1: a weirdly loving show yeah. too. Like their relationship yeah. is like very uh, sweet. Uh, anyway, uh, Sam Richardson also shows up in. I, I realized this as we started watching Detroiters. He shows up in like three or four different i think you should leave sketches yeah, I figured as much um so every episode of i think you should leave has like four or five sketches in them uh and again like almost all of them are like poop my pants funny like very 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 good uh and there's there's like an element of i would say like tim and eric sort of absurdism going on yeah. but it doesn't like only rely on that and it doesn't rely on sort of like uh out of control like editing or anything sort of like meta like that it is just sort of like it's just really funny. will say fun i will
0: say there is a little bit of poop humor in there which can be challenging for
1: some uh sometimes but there is a consistency to the poop humor and to everything <laughs> yeah. like and i think that's what sets it apart from like a tim and eric thing where uh and i i love tim and eric i'm not mm-hmm. uh shitting on them but like uh, there is a consistency to the the world that I think you should leave puts together uh, as evidenced by the fact that whenever they do reference poop, I'm sorry, Rachel, they do refer to it as mud pies just for some reason. <laughs> um, it is just like this bizarro other realm that this show takes place yeah, exactly. in. But that bizarro other realm has rules that are, that are sort of immutable. Uh, and I think that that is like... Just really, really, very, very funny. Uh, the show's also executive produced by The Lonely Island, which I did not realize, oh. but that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it 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 is not unusual to see a Saturday Night Live cast member appear in one
1: of the sketches so you can tell that he he must
0: have made an impact (laughs) while there
1: here's the thing there's nothing funny about talking about a funny show so like i could reference the sketch that andy sandberg is in where they're on like a pilot episode of a game show where they don't know who the villain the whammy like villain is supposed to be (laughs) or what he's supposed to do so he just kind of comes out and harasses andy sandberg um but like I think there's actually a couple of sketches from this show that I can play audio clips from that will still get across oh, okay. uh, what are so good. One that I'm incredibly uh, fond of is a recreation of that one scene from Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie with joaquin phoenix uh where he is like auditioning for a record deal in front of some record execs and uh plays some gospel music because it's like the music everybody was playing and the record execs turn him down and say like hey we nobody's buying gospel records anymore and just as the band's packing up johnny cash improvises you know this Folsom prison blues-esque uh johnny cash tune Uh, There's a sketch that I think you should leave where uh, it's basically that, just literally shot for shot, except Tim Robinson uh, is the fake Johnny Cash's bassist, uh, who also jumps in on the improvisation. Uh, I'm going to play a clip from that now. He cocked that crooked hammer back and he brought that hammer down. Exactly. The bones are the skeleton's money. In our world, bones equal dollars that's why they're coming out tonight to get their bones from you the skeletons will pull your hair up but not out all they want's another chance at life they've never seen so much food as this it's a very memeable show, which I didn't really yeah. appreciate until very recently. Uh, and this sketch the the day Robert Palin's murdered me, uh, I feel like I see a lot <laughs> of uh, discussion of the bones are their money. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, it is very very good. I again like I can't add anything on top of it that will. Uh, make it more entertaining or anything uh but the other one that is literally i think it's the very first like sketch in the very first episode or maybe the second sketch uh is a uh it's a take on a local ad for a law firm uh of like one of those old and you don't see them as much anymore but like has this ever happened to you uh, oh,
0: I feel like you definitely still see them. We just don't watch a lot of daytime TV.
1: Well, I see a lot of like accident lawyers, just like, "Hey, I'm Thomas J. Henry, and I got fifty five billion dollars from this one trucker. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. come, come get your money." Uh, but like, it's it's just shot like that, like an accidental <laughs> injury firm of just like, have you ever bought a house and then you found out it had termites? And then the exterminators show up and they just take turns going in and out of your bathroom for two hours. <laughs> and it just spirals out of control. And then they get really serious. They say it's turbo time. And they both start running around the house as fast as they can and jumping over the couches. But when you try and jump in, they yell at you and they say, You're not part of the turbo team. Don't run. You don't run with us. We're the ones who run. Until you're part of this turbo team, walk slowly.
0: <laughs> it's very good.
1: There, There's, I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I wanted to bring this up, first of all, because I, uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's a very, very funny show, but it also like kind of made me realize when we were talking to our friends and none of them had watched it, that well, there's so just this weird thing that happens where there's just not as much commonality there.
0: So much of like whether or not a Netflix show gets traction is like based on that little square icon, right? Like I feel like a lot of times the what you see in that little icon and whatever little trailer pops up is
1: what makes maybe. you decide
0: if you watch it or not but it, I,
1: I is it bigger than just what platform it's on right like maybe i don't know you could probably make an argument that like comedy central has a pretty terrible app and i don't know how many people have uh have ca- you know cable or whatever and are watching comedy central i assume there's quite a, a few people but like Chappelle's show is another one that like everybody watched Chappelle's show when Chappelle's well, show was on. Well, here's the thing.
0: If it was called the Tim Robinson sketch show.
1: You think it would.
0: People might see it and be like, I like sketch comedy. Maybe. And click on it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh,
1: I think you should leave. Go watch it. It's so good. What? Uh, what's your second thing?
0: My second thing is a artist named Mariba.
1: I had never heard of Mariba until uh, you sent me a, a YouTube link. To yeah, the song you're gonna. Talk I was
0: about. watching. I was watching a video from Spillage Village, and she has collaborated with that band, and uh, she was kind of a standout in the video I was watching. So I started looking into her. Um, her name. So I said Mariba because that's how it's commonly pronounced uh, in the States. But her her name actually, it's her last name. So her name is Marion Mareba. Okay. Uh, and she's just kind of accepted Mariba. because okay. That tends to be the pronunciation. Um, her father is Ethiopian and... Um, so that part of her heritage is part of the reason that she has adopted that name, because it's it's a word that's, that's in that language. Sure. Um, so she is 29, uh, and she has lived kind of all over the place, born in Alabama, lived in Greensboro, North Carolina, Georgia, and then did spend some time in Ethiopia. She uh, started as kind of a folk artist. Hmm. Uh, she was very inspired by artists like uh, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan. Um, and it was only when she spent time in Ethiopia and came back and started rethinking like her heritage and her connection to black music, uh, that she really started working on her own beats and started using Ableton to make her oh, own music. I like it. So, yeah. I thought you'd be excited about, I am. uh, so her album that I was listening to is called the jungle is the only way out. Uh, She said in an interview, quote, the jungle is so many different things. I came up with the album title while walking to the train one day. On the way to my old day job, I felt like my life as I knew it was in the midst of falling apart. A lot of what I held on to for stability was changing around me. But I also felt strangely empowered by the chaos, almost like it was daring me to make it out alive and prosper. It just clicked. The only way out of this chapter of my life is through it. The jungle represents that chaos, confusion, and mystery. Uh, she, is a, she is a very poetic person oh, and for sure. the album has a lot of spoken word moments on it um, and you can listen to the album which is kind of like a mixture of like R&B and blues and then there is some folk and soul and hip hop there's a lot of different influences in interviews she said that she was very inspired by like Tracy Chapman and Lauryn Hill and Stevie Nicks and you'll hear kind of a lot of that in the album um, but I wanted to play the song Heatwave.
1: You better run, run, run like a demon chasing you. Run, run till your face is blue. Run, run for your mama's sake.
0: Run, run. Long summer, long summer, long summer. This song actually came out with the album in 2019, but is obviously very applicable,
1: extremely relevant right for now. these
0: times. The song is about police brutality against Black people in America, and if you're interested, you should watch the video because it is incredible and addresses a lot of what you know was going on at the time and continues to go on now. Right? Um, it's a it's a song that features uh, Black and uh, the artist Black and um has like a really great kind of beat and also kind of like a summer like jam quality but is obviously about a very serious subject yeah and i just can't stop listening to it
1: yeah there's i uh There's something sort of, I guess, kind of dissonant about the idea of like a a powerful song about a a incredibly important subject that is also like you can't get out of your head because I've had Mm -hmm. that long summer, long summer hook like in my head forever. (laughs) I feel like the same thing happened with the This Is America where... uh, you know y- y- you hear it and you're, it's so fucking like impactful and yeah. kind of like staggering but then like the whole time you have that just the hook stuck in your head yeah. I guess it's like the mark of an incredibly successful song.
0: Yeah, so she has she has uh, lived in Atlanta and collaborated with a lot of people out of Atlanta. So it's not unusual to find her on other tracks. But uh, this album just came out in 2019 is really exciting. She's just kind of at the beginning of her career. And this is another one of those artists where I am excited to see what happens next with her.
1: Rachel's. (laughs) watch. what's the there's not a good name
0: I'm just trying to do the thing that we did with Lizzo where we mentioned her and then totally unrelated to us mentioning her (laughs) she became a huge hit and we got to say we were there on the ground floor right
1: even though we were we actually
0: we were not at all yeah she had been around for a long time
1: Hey, I got some uh, submissions from our friends at home. You want to hear them? Yes, please. Here's one from Mary who says, uh, my small wonder is that satisfying click when you snip something with sharp scissors. It could be a loose thread, fr- fresh flowers, or even trimming hair. It always makes me happy to hear that little clip sound. I think there's a reason why that is like, the original ASMR sort of yeah. uh, track. I think, I, 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 like the history of ASMR, I feel like dates back to a very old recording of somebody like doing a haircut and binaural sort of sound. Yeah. I remember listening to something like that at like Cosi when I was ten <laughs> or something like that. <clears throat> it is very satisfying. Uh, Rachel has like been trimming my hair with like clippers yeah. uh, in in lieu, obviously, of me going to the to the parlor. Uh, and, uh, like when I do my bangs or stuff, like after you're done trimming it, like it's very satisfying. By the way, we should get
0: some real haircut scissors, huh? Yeah,
1: huh? We should stop stop using using our kitchen kitchen shears. Yes. (laughs) Uh, here's another one from Sam Isle. I apologize if I uh butchered that in a recent episode griffin talked about power washing videos and in a similar fashion i've really come to enjoy car detailing videos maybe it's something about dis- uh knowing how nasty we can get in our cars or maybe i've discovered something latent in me that just loves shiny shit either way they're all like 30 minutes long and each is special i also have been getting served quite a few car <laughs> detailing can videos I
0: tell you something kind of embarrassing yes i have always wanted to get my car detailed. same But I am scared that it is too messy to even start that process.
1: Like you're going to bring it into the car detailing place and they'll be like, no way.
0: Well, it's just like I have a big right now. I have a big Mickey Mouse stuffed animal in my backseat. Like, what do they do with that stuff? What are they going to do with that? Yeah. Like, like a part of me thinks like, should I clean it before they clean it?
1: (laughs) Um, My admission is more embarrassing than that, which is like, I just am too lazy to get my Oh, I got... As I a no birthday I- present from our friend uh, Justin Minsker, oh, yeah. a gift certificate it? to get, go get my car detailed for like like forty bucks or something like that, and I just didn't go.
0: I don't, yeah, Just I don't know do how it. you make an appointment. I don't know how long it takes. Uh, I don't know when a good time to go is. I don't know how you find, you know, there's right. so much unknown, but I enjoy it, and I think it is a great service, and one day,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I hope to partake.
1: One day, it would be nice to do, but like, also, uh, I have driven approximately three times since March. True. So now Wouldn't it's- Wouldn't
0: it be nice to get into a clean car?
1: <laughs> in in a month when I go get in a car again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, hey, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use for a theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Uh, and thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Uh, go check out all the great shows on Maximum Fun, like uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself and Tights and Fights and a whole bunch more at MaximumFun.org. I, I stepped on the Max Fun thing. You usually do that.
0: Yeah, I know. Sorry. Now I'm trying to figure out. No, I don't have
1: to. No, please. You're better at it than I am. <laughs>
0: uh if you are looking for new podcast content these days uh i would recommend going to maximumfun.org and looking at all the great shows comedy and culture that you can find on that wonderful network see that was so much better Uh, (laughs) um And uh, there are no ads this week.
1: That is true.
0: Uh, Our intention is to continue to donate ad revenue when possible. Yes. To uh, valuable causes at this uh, challenging time. Griffin, do you have a cause that you would recommend folks check out?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, I would recommend the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. Uh, We donated to... Uh, that, that organization for Mabimbam this week and uh, looking into it is, is so great. Marsha P. Johnson was a, a, a black trans activist uh, during the Stonewall Riots who was this incredibly important, incredibly incredible figure. Uh, and the, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute goes to support uh, black trans folks uh, all around the country and uh, is an incredible cause uh for so many reasons so uh we'll we'll put in a link to the marsha p johnson institute uh in in the episode description also if you want to uh read about that uh otherwise yeah stay safe if you're if you're you know still going out there protesting uh that's incredible thank you wear a mask uh be be safe about it and um i don't know I, i i i'm not your dad or anything it's not i mean it's not like i'm your dad but be safe out there wash your hands a lot of people have just stopped washing their hands. And don't get me started. You should be doing it anyway. It's not like they're going to put a... They're not going to send out a memo one day like, hey, guys, we whipped COVID. You can stop washing your <laughs> Still do it. Because there's there could be... Oh, Rachel, I'm sorry. Poop-poop, pee-pee on there.
0: This has been a very poop-heavy episode.
1: I know. Ugh. It's June for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs>